Hey everyone, welcome back to Stories from the Influencer Economy. It's Ryan Williams here. This podcast is all about reaching your next opportunities. We collaborate together in the Rhino Lab. For episode 105, I'm excited for Serene Wu. She is a beauty blogger on YouTube. Before we jump into the episode, I want to give you something for free. It's a collaboration workbook that you can find on my website, influencereconomy.com, for free. It's a three-step manual with 100 actions and lessons to help you launch your idea to build a community online, to collaborate with influencers to build your product, to thrive in the digital age by making profits. It's all about launching, collaborating, and thriving. Go to influencereconomy.com if you're launching a book, if you're launching a podcast, a small business, a startup, an online e-commerce platform, and I'll give it to you for free if you sign up for my email list to launch, collaborate, and thrive. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the lab. This is Ryan Williams. So happy you're here this week with Serene Wu. Hey, guys. For those who don't know Serene Wu, she is a YouTube creator and has a channel called Dress Yourself Happy you have a podcast, which yes. we've recorded an episode for, which is called Behind the Beauty. Mm-hmm. And then moreover, you are known to do makeup tutorials. And how would you describe if you met my wife right now, what you do for a living? Um, mainly I review beauty products. So I do really in-depth beauty reviews. And then I do do tutorials and like demos and things like that. But very, very like easy, wearable, nothing crazy. So I like to say like beauty for the masses, maybe. Beauty for the masses. <laughs> so for someone who's listening to this in their earbuds and they don't know anything about the beauty industry for the masses, uh-huh. could you kind of just quickly summarize the industry that you're in and kind of the general um any sort of misconception people may have about the beauty industry on YouTube and beyond? Um, I think what's so unique about the beauty community on YouTube is that it's everyday women or girls playing with makeup. And it's not just what the beauty industry is deciding what's beautiful or what's wearable. It's regular people. And I think that's what's so amazing about it. Plus the reviews. I'm, I personally don't use any skin filters for my foundation reviews. I don't use any pretty lighting. I use whatever lighting's available. So you're going to see how that foundation looks super close up, ultra HD, no fancy lenses, nothing great. Um, because I don't want you to buy that foundation and go home and be like, well, I don't look perfect because I don't have six lights on me. Um, and I think, so what is that like? So can we just walk th- through people? Because I imagine if you're under the age of 25, you've watched one of these videos. Most likely. But if you're <laughs> like a guy who's in their 30s, <laughs> like so you go to the store and just correct me if I'm wrong. No. And you buy products like makeup and clothes and accessories and then you try on the makeup and the clothes and then you review them for your community. And you don't necessarily say like you're reviewing it like informally and you're saying like hey this makeup works yeah or it sucks or this part works this part doesn't um and i think yeah so uh nowadays i listen to my viewers so they'll be like i actually will snapchat and be like hey there's this hundred dollar foundation from la mer or this 170 dollar foundation from sisley which one do you guys want to see first and then i go and get it and i tell you you go get the they tell you like, hey, I want you to try this product out. Yeah. Because so I think this would blow people's minds. I imagine most 
most young people or many men who are married, their wives watch these videos. Yes. But I imagine a lot of men don't understand how the new world works. Yeah, so... Where you influence a lot of people's decisions to buy products. Yeah, and hopefully I save people money. Or um, a lot of people say that their husbands hate my channel because (laughs) I cause them to spend a lot of money. Um, So it's honestly, like, I don't buy products unless it's for my channel or I already know it's going to work because I watch 10 videos. Okay. Yeah, so or I know about makeup before the brands tell me because the influencers I watch get it before like a lot of the times i get products uh pr companies and brands will send me products at this point because i've been doing it for a while so they do outreach to you yeah um i get on a pr list they send me new products before it launches like what's an example stores. of a product that you review that you like um well Re- like today's video that went up is a 170 dollars sisley foundation <laughs> oh it is okay yeah. wow so that so one i can see why husbands wouldn't yeah like your channel because it looks really good the so foundation <laughs> is the makeup you put on before you put your makeup on it, it's like is that what foundation, <laughs> is? foundation is so after you wash your face you put that on and it kind of evens out your skin tone it makes you look like you have perfect skin hopefully or semi-perfect skin depending what you're looking for and then you apply the eyeshadows and the blush whatever you want because you don't have to wear it you don't you wear what you want to wear that's what the beauty of beauty is you do what makes you feel beautiful like my mom never wore foundation she put a little bit of eyebrow pencil in her brows and wore lipstick her whole entire life and that's what made her feel beautiful and so you're helping people find their own beauty yeah um i like not judging them it's not like you're selling something to them you're helping them yeah that's what i'm hopefully i'm doing that's the goal yeah that's the goal um i always say at the end of my videos i hope my videos help motivate and inspire you to look and feel your best from the outside in um because i know when i look and feel my best i am more confident when i go out into the world even if i'm having a crappy day like if i if I'm wearing this lipstick that makes me feel pretty, then I'm able to kind of just deal with people and interact a little bit better. Like I have crap days and if I feel and look my best on the outside, it kind of affects what's going on on the inside. And most women agree with you. That's how they feel. Mm -hmm. And why is YouTube the place to connect with people around these types of videos? I think, like I said, because it's not a marketing Well, it's become a marketing tool for brands, but at the end of the day, I'm me. So if I don't like a product, I'm not going to say it's good. And if I like a product, I'm not only going to tell you I like it, but I prove it by showing you how it performs and how it works. So it's not this like fancy commercial using a size negative five zero model. Because people have images of models yeah but they're not real people no they're genetically modified in laboratories yeah like do i want to look like her yes of course yeah. i want to look at look like her and if she wears that mascara yes i'm gonna buy that mascara but now there's youtube where i'm gonna see how that mascara looks on someone who's not a model who's normal yeah and who didn't have five makeup artists touching it up interesting so you there's a connection that you can have with people where you're vulnerable and you're real yeah and you're not being a paid shill to like endorse a product. I mean, I can be paid to endorse the product, but, but I you will, only do stuff you like. Yeah, I only work with brands I like. I only w- will endorse the product after I 
trust that it works because my community comes first above all else. And that's why I started my channels to build this community of women or at nowadays, like anybody who just enjoys beauty. And look, life is hard enough. My videos, even if you don't like makeup, even if you don't wear a lot of it, hopefully you're entertained and fascinated for the last 10, 15 minutes so that you could de decompress and just not deal with whatever it is life was throwing at you. Right, you have a tough day at the office and yeah. you forget about it. I mean, my husband and I spent like, hours one night watching extraction videos on youtube mm -hmm. and it was like we wait we extracting what extracting your blackheads and your oh, man. gunk like from your face because we were just watching like these blackhead pore removing masks and somehow i was like i want to watch this and then we just could not stop watching like somebody going in there popping with, the, popping it yeah with tweezers pulling out all the i forgot about blackheads they're, well, they're a problem. Yeah, but they, this one video channel, <laughs> like this one channel just was using tweezers and pulling this stuff out. That's and they put it to bird tranquilizing music. Wow, what? Yeah. And so you're like getting sucked in the vortex of this channel. Yeah, but you know what? It was a great two hours where we were just sitting on the couch, not thinking about anything but like fascinated at this. So you don't have to like makeup. And what I love about makeup in the beauty community and beauty in general is there's not a weekend that you can walk by a Sephora or an Ulta and not see just gaggles of women and men now even just like playing with the testers and having the uh, the employees put new products on them and sharing new products like people get excited about it they might not even buy it they might never wear makeup but um, luckily, like for me, I have a lot of excess products, right? So I'll just go around and purge and I, my mom's in a nursing home. She doesn't wear makeup, but I brought her a ton of products to give away to the nurses that she liked and to other, um, other patients. And I, and she, like, I was pulling things out and she was like fascinated by the packaging. She was fascinated by what each product did and she's not going to wear it. Like, yeah. but she had so much joy in just playing with it. And same with, um, my sister-in-law doesn't wear that much makeup. She wears probably the same five things that she always wears. It's her staples. Most women do. And they have what? have five things that they have in their makeup bag and that's it they might buy new things just because it's like an impulse purchase so do you think yourself like you're are you studying consumer habits here or do you just kind of learn all this because you have your community and they told you um what is I, i'm not really studying anything i just know the women in my life and we all have more products than we need because we like buying products uh -huh. because they tells us we're gonna feel better about ourselves but I, I personally, if I wasn't a YouTuber trying out new products all, all, every day, I would always reach for the same things. Like you just always reach for the same things. It's a habit. We know how it works. Um, also, going about your job or being a mom at home or whatever, you're not going to wear a lot of right, makeup. Right. So <laughs> um, what is so fascinating, though, is when you hand anyone, anybody, even men, if you hand them a bag of makeup – they there's something about going through it and playing with it and just like touching it and looking at the packaging that brings people so much joy and it's it's really bizarre like if i brought you a bag of makeup and just said hey here like i would love it 
you would just be like, what I'd is this? I'd be super this? curious. Like, yeah. like it's a foreign country that yeah. like, I'm entering. And yeah. So then let's, let's talk about this because everything you do is so focused on the community. Mm-hmm. And for people listening, I always get questions like, how do I launch a YouTube channel? And the first thing I always say is you just got to start making stuff. Yeah. And so let's assume that everyone listening has started making stuff. How do you find that community? And why is it so important? Because we talk about on your podcast, like I I say like ABC, always build community Mm -hmm. and you need it because if it's your friends, it's your support group, it's your colleagues at work online, you need those people to support you beyond just your pre-existing networks. Yeah. So why is your community important to you and how did you start building it? Um, My community is important because when I started my YouTube channel, it wasn't because I was like, I'm going to be a YouTuber. I actually discovered YouTube. I was going through a really hard time in my life and I was probably the most depressed I'd ever been. I couldn't function. Like I was barely functioning. I was only functioning because I had to, like if I had to get out of the house. Um, I stumbled across YouTube and then I stumbled across the beauty community and I became fascinated with the community, with the women making these videos. Um, They inspired me to put makeup on again to like dress myself happy which is what my channel was called or is called and I would start commenting like I didn't know I could like a video but they asked me to do it so I would do it and they asked me to subscribe so I would subscribe and I would know that there was a new video and I just couldn't get enough of this content and then I started reading comments and I was like wow everybody's communicating with each other it's not just that if I comment that the creator is going to comment back or respond but another viewer might respond and I just I found it so so you joined a community yeah before starting yeah so I think that's an underrated way to do it a lot of people they feel like they're entitled to succeed because they built something right they launch a YouTube channel they launch a company they launch a podcast write a book and they launch it and then no one consumes what they've created no one buys it no one knows about it yeah and because they, they expect, don't have anyone they to expect know. that yeah. people will show up because they made this amazing thing in their mind. And it could be amazing. But unfortunately, the internet doesn't work that way. No, the internet is a community. And negative or positive, it's a community. So I, the reason I started my channel was because I wanted to be a part of this community so bad. And what, what made you want, what resonated that the beauty community had <laughs> that you were so much inspired to be a part of it? Well, Because a lot of people just start stuff and they like inwardly look at themselves like, I want to do this because I believe in it. But it, you have to sort of gradually get into it to, to immerse yourself in other people's communities to then have your own. Yeah. I mean, well, I had it, always loved beauty and fashion. Like, I was obsessed with fashion growing up because I had, like, all my clothes are from Taiwan growing up. And you're from Southern California? Yeah. I was born and raised in Southern California, but, like, every summer I'd we'd be in Taiwan and that's where we did my back to school shopping. And I was like the weird kid with weird (laughs) clothes. And I had this ugly perm that my mom always gave me because that was what was trending for her. Interesting. Um, I was always the weird kid. I just wanted normal clothes from like target or Mervyn's back then. Um, so I became obsessed with fashion magazines and I, I just wanted to make like myself. So it's a part of your life. Yeah. Like, it's always been a part of my life. I was very into entertainment. I wanted to be an actor since I was like 13 or 14. I made it happen when I was 15 all on my own. I was lucky that my mom helped me out, but like it was me being like, mom, I got an agent. I need you to drive me to LA. Like mom, where I need were you a living per- at the time? Irvine. 
And I was like, I need a work permit now. And she's like, what? What? <laughs> like, I love my mom. <laughs> super, super supportive. And that's why I'm where I am today. But I have always been very like, this is what I want. This is what I'm going to do. How do I make it happen? Um, and thankfully, at the time, my community was very supportive. Uh, my, my teachers, my vice principal letting me miss more classes than attending to, to be an actress yeah um and my mom drive like she didn't drive on the freeway <laughs> so when i was like hey. back roads <laughs> well she learned how to drive on the freeway we got a thomas guide oh she didn't like driving on the freeway no oh, that's and amazing so she got a thomas guide and we like navigated la and figured it all out and then how does this so then you were acting and then you moved into youtube but community building on YouTube is so different than booking an acting gig. Oh, yeah. It's completely different. And But that's what was refreshing was like I was in this acting entertainment world. But that's also kind of what led to my depression was it's it's a very toxic environment at times. And it's a very like anticlimactic environment because you would work. I, would, I was working. I was making a living what doing it. What type of stuff were you do, working on? Mainly commercials. Okay. Um, and then I had a couple like guest stars here and there and then uh, indie films. So I was working and I was actively like in the community of being a working actor, auditioning for things that are on TV, that are in, in the theaters, like not just like a lot of people say they're actors. No, they're not. And they're not. Yeah. Um, I would go out on auditions like multiple times a day. But that What's we live in LA. Everyone here is an actor. Yeah, and everyone's an actor. Everyone's and unemployed. And they go to coffee shops and just network. Whatever. And like, that's not. That, <laughs> my favorite thing is like when they're like, "You're, I'm an actor." I'm like, "Great, okay." And they're like, "So how do you get auditions?" Or, yeah. And I'm like, "Oh god." Wait, I thought you were an actor. Yeah. <laughs> my other, my other favorite one is like when I was like, "No, I had five auditions in one day." That's what an actor. Oh, that's yeah. Does, but yeah. I don't get paid for that. Right. Um. And so that you're not even working at that point. You're trying to work. I'm trying to work. And that's the problem. Like I was having such a hard time because I would be on set and it would be coming to a close. And I get really like upset because I'm like, fuck. Sorry. Can I swear? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. I'm like, what the hell am I supposed to do tomorrow? I have to do this all again. Yeah. And you get rejected. And it's not and even the rejection. I can handle rejection <laughs> yeah, at yeah. this point. Like, it's the driving. It's the constant driving. Just trying to get to the gig, trying to audition for it. Yeah. And then you got to move on to the next one. Yeah. And it. I was a professional. That's what an actor is. You're a professional is, auditioner. Yeah. And, um, you know, a lot of great things came from it. And here's the other thing. It's like I knew most of the casting directors in town. They knew me. Where to the point when I quit acting, like I officially said I'm doing YouTube full time, I get a call saying you booked about a boy. And I'm like, I didn't. I didn't audition for it. And they're like, no, they gave it to you. Because this was an office I had been like in. Like the big movie with? Uh, no, the TV show. Okay. So this is like an office that I had gone in probably 12 times for. I started when um, the same producers for About a Boy were the producers for um, Parenthood. Okay. And I had auditioned for Parenthood oh, about right. I can't even count, but I started auditioning for their kids' friends and then later on to like customers of the parents, to the barista, to then the doctor of the parents because they couldn't figure out what to do with me. But clearly I was doing something right because yeah. they kept bringing me in and I was going on tape straight to producers. But nowadays as an actor, that sucks because you don't know that you got a call back because you're going straight to producers on tape. So I was just like, what is going on? 
I quit. I'm done. Like, I found YouTube. It makes me happy. I don't have to drive everywhere. Yeah, but so why, like, when you go to YouTube, though, and you're an actor, there's no skills that necessarily transfer over other than the fact that you're comfortable being on camera. No, you're not comfortable in front of a camera. You should see some of my old videos. So someone listening to this, like, how do you get yourself comfortable on camera? Just do it. You have to keep doing it because here's the thing is, like, when you're a YouTuber, you cannot be anything but yourself. And the quicker you can figure out who you are and how to be that is what's going to make you successful. And being in front of a camera as an actor is nothing like being in front of a camera, being completely vulnerable, being who you are or figuring out who you are real fast and talking to a lens. Okay, so how do you go about that, like the mechanics of it? Because a lot of people, they do it once, they're like, oh, this isn't for me. Um, You have to be you just have to keep doing it. I always tell people consistency is key because if you want to be anything you just have to do it and keep doing it is it going to be perfect no is it going to be like you can watch my videos my original videos that I have up because I haven't deleted them they're still public and then watch the ones I have now like I not only figured out who I was as a person and became more confident in who I was as a person throughout my YouTube journey um, but I just, I have, I'm not trying to hide. I'm not trying to be anything other than what I am in that moment. And that's all of it. YouTube will make you figure out who you are fast. And so let's say someone's trying to just do video in general and they're on camera. Like, how do you accept the fact that you don't look like you think you look and that people like have an image, imagine, imagine that they look one way and then they're like, Oh wait, like I'm not that person. And how do you accept that? Um, cause you're like, you're saying you don't have to be perfect. I think, you know what you be, if you're doing co your own content, you can control it. So I know how I want to be lit because I came from a world where I had no control over anything. Like if I walk into makeup and they don't want to put makeup on me, I don't get to wear makeup on set. Or if they want to put this makeup on me and I don't like it, sorry, it's what they want. Right. It's what they want me to wear. It's what they want my hair to look like. Um, so YouTube to me was so refreshing because I got to look the way I wanted to look. Um, I got to wear what I wanted to wear. I could wear eyeliner because they never put eyeliner yeah, on yeah. me on set. Um, and I was able to first look the way I wanted to look. Um, did I think it was the best? No, but because it was fun, like I didn't really care. But what about the imperfections that you have to embrace about yourself? Like how is it not being critical of yourself because again just keep doing it and you'll get over it fast and <laughs> you not do shows every day i do five new videos on my channel every week and so consistency is important but why was that important for you um one is you're building a community it goes back to your community nobody wants to invest their time in a community if you're going to disappear so one having a lot of content two they don't want to just show up one day and you're gone yeah like they you know a lot of my friends will start a youtube channel and then they'll do like once a week every for like a month and then disappear for three months right. you're gonna lose people and or people aren't gonna invest in you because that it doesn't matter how great your video is. You're not there for them. Right. And you have to remember if you expect them to be there for you, you need to be there for them. So even if it's once a week, whatever you can commit to, commit to it and stick to it. Okay. Um, the other thing is you're building a community community in the beginning and you might be a perfectionist and worry about quality, worry about how you are on camera. Don't worry about it because you're not going to have a huge audience. 
you're lucky if like 50 so people pe- watch. It's like a tree falls in the woods and no one's there to hear it fall. Does it make a noise? Yeah. Like if no one's there, that was really complicated way to yeah, say Yeah, that like, was really complicated. A really complicated <laughs> way. As I looked at you, you're like, maybe that didn't sound like I thought it was going to sound. <laughs> but if you are, you want to fail when no one's watching. Yeah. And here's the thing. Like get your reps in. You'll have like 20 people subscribed and watching you and those 20 are going to be your best ride or die community i yeah, have people yeah. who watched me when like i had 10 oh yeah and they're still watching me and i love them i love them so much yeah they're your tried and true yeah the early community members are your lifeblood yeah because without them you were nothing yeah and, and they'll help you they'll put up with your quality they'll put up with you figuring out who you are but they're you know so d- a lot of people are like but i worry about this i worry about that i'm like don't worry just get it up just do it and so what if it's not perfect and you're not launching it? Because I always meet people that never launch. It's like they're like they have the greatest ambitions and they're like, oh, my site's not ready. Well, that that's the tree y- you know? metaphor. Like, yeah, if a tr- like no one's going to discover you if you don't put yourself out there. Yeah. And people will be like, I don't understand why this girl has more subscribers than me. And my quality's better. Or my content's better. And my lighting's better. And yeah, you are. You're tech. You're technically better. But you're boring because yeah. you're not you right and you she's willing to put herself out there and she's willing to v- not worry if she offends anybody um and she's fun and not so perfect and and that's such a subtleness that like in the era before youtube and online you had to be buttoned up perfect manicured make up the right way a size six model mm-hmm. now you're like actually you just got to be like you maybe you have more weight than the typical model maybe you're taller maybe you're shorter mm-hmm. it doesn't matter because you're gonna find that community of people that identify with your less than perfect appearance yeah like because to them it's like you're perfect it, yeah and, and that's all you need it's so refreshing yeah it's amazing I, by the way like when i was an actor i was 16 pounds lighter than i am now so now i get to eat potato chips and, amazing. Like, and cheeseburgers <laughs> and maybe i don't work out every single day anymore but but I'm happier. But you're more you. I'm more me. Um, I probably shouldn't be 16 pounds heavier. But <laughs> at the same time, it's like, eh, whatever. My viewers love me. But in some ways, that's the real... Because all of us are 16 pounds heavy in something in our life. <laughs> yeah. Right? Whether it's actually our weight. Like, we do things. We have bad habits. Yeah. And, like, that's why the internet, YouTube is so wonderful. Because you can be that person that's not super produced yeah and i think that's why i like youtube why i prefer i actually watch more youtube videos than i watch tv and film now Mm -hmm. um because it's refreshing it's nice i don't like it to be super perfect um i want whoever i look up to to be a real person and how so let's talk about in the last couple minutes money because a lot of people they want to start youtube channel but they don't know how to monetize it and you sort of don't make money at first, right? You won't make money for a while. Um, it's very hard to, like a lot of people, you know, I was actually at an event and these guys were valeting um, at the event and they asked me what I did and I told them and they're like, oh, well, you just make money off of the ads. I'm like, it's like a click per rate of, I think I get, I think the average is what, $10 for every thousand views. Yeah. Um, and getting a thousand views for anything is really hard. In the beginning, yeah. it's a very yeah. hard. Um, I'm just letting you guys know I'm about at, I think I'm at 77,000 subscribers on YouTube. I average, um, uh, I average like anywhere between 
five to 15,000 views on a video within the first two weeks of it going up. Like, I'm letting you guys know. So you make 50 bucks for a th- what? 50 bucks is five times 10. So that's 5,000 views. Mm-hmm. $50. On a video that I spent maybe five hours on. Yeah. So I'm just letting you guys know. And these valet guys were like, yeah, but it's up there and you're just making money and not doing anything. I'm like, do you know? It's, pa- it's passive income, you know? Yeah. You I'm can like, like go to the beach and you make money. But it took me five hours to produce that video and it continuously takes me five hours to produce each video five times a week and continue to keep doing that and actively participate in my community and I've been doing it for almost three years That's exhausting now. to even hear you say that, let alone do it and then make $50 off of a video. And by the way, I'm at 77,000 subscribers. Right. This is not someone starting out. Yeah. So then you do product <laughs> you do like integrations? Um, I try to avoid doing too many of those because I don't want... Unfortunately... I don't know what happened, but YouTubers got a really bad rap for doing product endorsements. I do do sponsored video content, but it's only with brands I've worked with before where that you believe in that I believe in that I love the brand practices. I love the brand themselves as people like the people running the brand and I love the product. Um, if it's a new company trying to just get me product to and like we'll pay you to review it it's very hard for me to accept that and i don't i usually say send over the product let me see about it and then we can discuss. oh that's great so yeah. you have to like have like the authenticity test yeah because your audience will know if you're bsing them oh yeah well i don't lie i can't lie with my filming like yeah. i purposely make it so your like, faces in every yeah, video yeah i'm like if I want to make sure that even if it's a sponsored video, you can see it on camera that this is good stuff. And I do my research. I look at ingredients. I'm not perfect by any means, but I try to be as knowledgeable as possible in like the latest and greatest technology, but also what can be hurting us as well, like chemicals, and the chemicals that can be hurting us. I, I ha- personally have a lot of skin allergies, so I want to be sensitive to that too. So I'll be like, I'm using this. It's not in a loose form, but it does contain talc. I know a lot of people are sensitive to talc. If you have acne, I would avoid it. Um, I would avoid mineral oils if you have acne because that's going to clog your pores. So you're, you're essentially, you're, you're like only embracing brands that you represent. They represent you. If you're going to represent them, you have to have like a symbiotic relationship where it's a win-win for your community. Yeah. And by the way, this is also building a community and relationships with brands because there are brands I'm working with now that I've been using before YouTube and I talked about them from the beginning. And that's my the most YouTube. like authentic brand endorsement ever. Yeah. But is you, I did this before I had the platform yeah. to make money from it. Yeah. As a, it's just a customer. And it's it's really f- and I think that's why bigger brands want to work with me is because I genuinely have a relationship with the brand and an emotional connection to them. And I've been using them for decades. Yeah. So, um, and then there are brands that I'm just like, this is really amazing stuff and it's innovative and I want to share it with my fans. And if you guys happen to have a budget, that's great. So let's g- the last question, give us three pieces of advice for someone who wants to jump into YouTube tomorrow with themselves on camera whether it's through interviews or just talking and vlogging or just making something that they're going to be acting or starring in? Um, if you're going to start anything, make sure you love it and that you are going to be passionate about whatever it is you're going to put up there on YouTube. Two, consistency. Like, I can't stress that enough. Find a schedule. Make it work. You can always overachieve but never underperform right. from your goals. Um, 
three, stay active. Like don't expect people to come over to your channel if you're not active. Like have a cool thumbnail that's personable and be active in in other communities that are already established. Don't be annoying and spam people being like, I have a channel, come <laughs> check out my video or I just did this video too on my channel. No, be a active community member and you just never know. You never know who might like you never know who's over. watching. Yeah. Um, Someone's always going to be watching. You know, there's people who have channels that communicate with me on my thing. And they tell me after five comments that they also have a channel. But they never ask me to check it out. But I do check it out. When people just comment on your YouTube channel, they don't spam you. They don't say, hey, check it out. They just say, hey, I, I like this. Let's develop a relationship. Mm -hmm. And maybe over time, they ask you to watch a video. Yeah. And... Usually I've what you're willing to do. Usually I've already found them at that point. I love it. So you're a big proponent. The final like takeaway is like, and I, I can't reiterate this enough. Join other people's communities. Yes. As much as possible or because you can't expect everyone to jump to yours. Yeah. Um, and be smart about which community you're joining. Like, yeah, make sure it represents you. <laughs> yeah. And, and don't be annoying. Like genuinely be an active community member. Um, if the more genuine you are, the you'll you'll just see you'll see it pay off be genuine yeah awesome so where can we find all your goodies um you can find everything via my name it's serene Wu s-e-r-e-i-n last name is w-u and so if you just put that in youtube my channel will pop up um my blog my i have everything everything my, the podcast that i'm on yeah the podcast the podcast is called behind the beauty but it's by Serene Wu, so if you Google that on iTunes, it should pop up as well. And Ryan's episode on my podcast and, will be there. And if you like the, her podcast, leave a review. Yes, please. Leave please a review. Leave you got to ask. Yeah, leave a rate us, leave a review, do one for Ryan to buy his book and review it on Amazon. Amazing. <laughs> thank you so much for coming by the lab. Yeah, thank you. Awesome. All right. Hey everyone, thank you so much for checking out that episode. It's Serene Wu. You can see all of her beauty vlogs at Dress Yourself Happy on YouTube. I love that name, Dress Yourself Happy. Such an action-oriented name. Um, you can see her, listen to her podcast actually over at uh, Behind the Beauty. I was a past guest. Love talking to her on that show. And thank you so much for listening to this. As gratitude, I'd love to give you my free collaboration workbook for how to launch your idea to build a community online to collaborate with influencers, to endorse your idea, to finally thrive in the digital age by making profits with your business. If you have a book, a podcast, a startup, an online business, you work at a big company and you're an entrepreneur, then this guidebook is for you. It's 100 Actions and Lessons taken from my Influencer Economy book. Check it out, influencereconomy.com. And if you're listening on iTunes, please hit the subscribe and review button. It really helps with new subscriptions. So thank you so much for checking out the podcast. I'm heading over to Duke Zebert's quoting my good friend Larry King for some chicken in the pot. Oh.